Hi, I'm Nikki from Teaching Autism and welcome to the Autism and Special Education Community Podcast. Are you an autism or special education professional? Are you a teacher or therapist looking for support and new ideas? You may even be a parent, family member or carer. This podcast is perfect to help you find out more information, support and get some of your questions answered. Hi and welcome back to another episode on the Teaching Autism and Special Education Community Podcast. Today on the podcast I am talking all about the importance of teaching fine motor skills to our students. If you follow me on Instagram you will have seen that a little while ago I did some Instagram stories all about fine motor skills and that was because the amount of questions that I was having from people all about what fine motor skills are, how to work on them, why should we work on them and so on. So I saved the stories on my highlights. If you do want to head over to my Instagram, you can find me teaching autism and check them out. But today I'm going to be talking a little bit more in detail about the importance of teaching fine motor skills to our students. So first, let's start right at the beginning where I'm going to talk a little bit about what fine motor skills are. So fine motor skills are the coordination of small muscles when moving and this skill does usually involve synchronizing your eyes with your hands and fingers, so hand-eye coordination. For most of us, the tasks that require fine motor skills, we do without even realizing it, but they're actually a really complex skill and they involve the brain and muscles working together. Fine motor skills are built upon gross motor skills and that leads me to the next part of this episode which is discussing the differences between fine motor skills and gross motor skills. The way to remember them is that fine motor skills are just that, they're fine, whereas gross motor skills they are large movements. Fine motor skills are the movements that use your small muscles like your hand, your fingers, your wrist, Whereas gross motor skills, they use those large muscles like your arms and your legs. We need fine motor skills for a number of everyday important tasks like being able to feed ourselves or for children to pick up their toys, zipping and unzipping clothes. And in a school setting, think of activities like being able to write and draw. A lot of the time, I'll get questions from teachers, therapists, even parents where their students and children are displaying challenging behaviours or refusing to do work like writing or getting dressed independently. And while there can be a lot of reasons for why that's happening, it can also be down to poor fine motor skills and lacking that self-confidence. Maybe they haven't developed the strength that is needed yet for their fine motor skills, which is why it's really important for us to be working on developing that strength and the fine motor skills with our students and children to help them to be able to take part in everyday activities in the classroom, like when we're asking them to write or draw a picture. And this could look like when you present them with a cutting activity, they may try and avoid doing it. Maybe they feel frustrated, upset, even embarrassed that they can't do that activity and it's only made worse when they look around them and see that everyone else can do that activity except them. And naturally, this adds more pressure onto them and they're going to want to avoid the task. So before we ask our students to start drawing or writing or cutting, even just getting dressed, we need to work on the core of the fine motor skills. 
So our students need to have those strong skills in order to do the activities that we want them to. Those strong skills will mean that our students are able to hold a pen, a pencil, a crayon, a paintbrush, you get the idea, and to be able to control it as well. So if you have a student who is struggling to eat, turn pages in a book, wash their hands, get dressed, even being able to hold and control items like pens and pencils, then it's likely they have weak fine motor skills and this can have an effect on their independence. A student who struggles with fine motor skills may then struggle with their education because they're not able to access the activities that require them to have these skills. So you can actually consult with the IEP team to consider getting fine motor skills included on the student's IEP, as well as being able to consult with an occupational therapist. An occupational therapist will be able to discuss your concerns. They'll be able to observe your student and decide if ongoing therapy is something that may be helpful for them to improve on their fine motor skills. Another question that I get asked a lot is when should we start working on fine motor skills? Is there a correct age? And a lot of research points to babies around one to two months old start using these fine motor skills. So this can involve things like putting their hands in their mouths, touching things, even just being able to have their hands relax a little bit more. And as a child gets older, they're going to hold a toy and then pass it to their other hand or maybe shake the toy. All of these things are working on those fine motor skills. Then they're going to start doing things like feeding themselves or picking things up. And this is one of the reasons why I love using sensory trays, because you can put anything you like in there. They can be different sizes, different types of objects, and then your students can hunt through that sensory tray to pick up those different items. The older they get, the more opportunities they're going to have to work on their fine motor skills. Things like turning pages in a book, being able to zip and unzip their clothes, buttoning, and there are some great fine motor packs available where you can get students to work on these skills. And I'll link to some of my favorite ones in the show notes so you can have a look at those too. Whereas fine motor skills can develop naturally, it's also beneficial for us to do some extra work to help them develop. But the main thing to remember is that children develop at different times. And in our field, I think this is something that we do come to see in action fairly quickly, that every student is different in the way that they progress and develop. So your baby may be shaking a rattle at three months old, but Brenda down the street, her baby may not be shaking that rattle at three months. And that's okay. We need to give children time to develop before we start to panic. And like you've heard through this episode today, there are so many ways that we can help our children and students to work on developing these skills. So some examples are sensory trays, cooking. We love to cook and honestly there are so many ways that we can work on our fine motor skills in cookery sessions and don't worry if you don't have an oven. There are lots of great no-bake recipes available. Cause and effect toys and puzzles are also great for working on these skills as well as activities like finger painting, hole punching, We love to use hole punches that cut out different shapes and we even go on hunts outdoors and we pick up different leaves and we use different hole punches and it's a great alternative to glitter and the kids love making their own confetti. 
Jumbo tweezers are probably one of the best tools we have available for working on fine motor skills. Kids love playing with them and you can use them in so many activities. You can use them for picking up items from sensory trays, picking up items outside on a nature walk. You can have students pick up pom-poms, dip them in paint and use them to paint with. There are so many possibilities of ways you can work on fine motor skills with jumbo tweezers. So before we finish up today, I just wanted to share some ways that you can find out if you have a student who is struggling with fine motor skills. So first of all, it's going to depend on the age and ability. Like if a child can't tie their shoelace, we might automatically think this is a sign of poor fine motor skills. But a lot of older students might not be able to tie their shoelaces yet because they're still learning and developing. Things like difficulty holding a pen or a spoon writing, using scissors, dropping things. These are some of the signs that will signal a student may be struggling with their fine motor skills. And it's really important that we do take the time to work on those skills with our students. Fine motor skills allow us to complete day-to-day living skills. We want to be able to get dressed ourselves, pick things up, brush our own teeth, Even things like picking up a drink and being able to drink it. And if we don't have strong fine motor skills, then we're going to struggle with these day-to-day life skills. And there is nothing worse than not being able to use cutlery. We all want to help our children and students become independent individuals and being able to feed themselves and cut their own food up. And this is another reason why it's so important for us to work on fine motor skills with our students. Another reason why we should work on making sure our students have these strong fine motor skills is because as they improve, so does our hand-eye coordination. Being able to pick up an object, things like picking up a cup and being able to drink out of it. It's important to remember that when we're asking our students to write letters and numbers and draw pictures, that they need those strong fine motor skills in order to complete these tasks. Remember the saying, don't run before you can walk. Above all, fine motor skills are going to give your students the self-confidence that they need. And not only do they need help in an educational sense, but a life skill sense too. Thinking about writing a letter and posting it, eating, having a drink. So today, the main takeaway I want you to remember is that fine motor skills are important because they help to develop strength, fine motor control and dexterity. And these are all the important things we need for our day-to-day skills and being able to progress with our education, independence and life. I hope you found today's podcast episode all about fine motor skills helpful. Thank you for listening and I'll speak to you again soon. 